Why do men love porn, video games, and Mountain Dew so much? What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. We're not afraid of your questions. So bring it. Have you wanted to overcome your sex addiction? Have you wanted to feel more powerful and empowered as a man and understand your masculinity and have more healthy relationships with your spouse, feel more purpose in your life and more connection to God? But you've tried a bunch of things and it just doesn't feel like things are getting better. Maybe you've gone to a lot of therapy, you've talked through your problems, but you're still stuck. You want more. You want to feel more at peace and more empowered. That's why Tyler and I have developed a process and a program for men to come experience something different, to shift out of the shame, shift out of the depression and the addiction, and to actually experience feeling alive, stepping into your masculinity, feeling empowered. If you want information about this experience, go to risingsunconference.com. Now that's rising sun as in S-O-N conference.com. Space is limited. The experience is going to change your life. It's going to shift you into the man that you really are, the man that God made. So go check it out and we'll love to see you guys there. Boy, Brandon, this is going to be a fun one today. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a good topic. It's, uh, it's something I joke around with all the time. Um, at, at with some of my buddies and things about how those things seem so integrally connected for yes. so many people that we know and that we work with. And uh, we're going to dive into this a little bit today. But before we do that, we're going to share our uh, review for the day. This comes from VB Hammaker. And it says, subscribe. These guys are excellent podcasters, concise, bold, articulate. They speak what we need to hear. Share this with all of your people. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Made my day. Really appreciate that. So yeah, Brandon, we're sitting on Apple iTunes right now at 64 ratings. Awesome. And we've been doing this for about 64 weeks. Yeah. So we're we're climbing and we've got people coming and sharing. So thank you guys. Uh, please share your ratings, your reviews, your feedback. You can reach us at all of the outlets that do podcasting. You can also reach us at both of our websites. You're at brandonpatrick.com. And we're at lovestrong.com and you can reach us any way you want, whether you've got questions or you're willing to leave us some feedback. Yep. Awesome. Well, Tyler, I want to start with a childhood memory. All right, let's do it. <laughs> which actually will relate to, to what we're talking about today. So um, one thing Tyler and I loved to do when we were young kids is in our front room, we didn't have a very big house um, that we grew up in. 2617 Fillmore Street. Yeah. Yeah. The sugar house. Um, we love to wrestle. And so we would, we would, I was kind of uh, more bulky and big and Tyler was just overall more athletic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was skinny. Yeah. yeah. So I knew if I could get him in a headlock, <laughs> like get, get in on the inside, then, then I could, I could actually stand a chance. And so I was going for the headlock. And Tyler, with his long arms, just kind of took my head and <laughs> threw me across the room. 
into a wood box. Oh, Brandon, why are you telling this story? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember in shock, um, knowing something had happened because there's blood all over the place. And I looked down and I saw these two little white things on the floor. <laughs> and uh, that's how I lost my, my two front teeth. Oh, man. Oh. And I lost my two front teeth about three years before I was supposed to. And so for three years, I had people coming up to me. What do you want for Christmas? Your two front teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I put you through that hell. Your wounds. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I, you know, why I tell this story is, um, it just illustrates, you know, my, my nephew and my son last week were, um, they came over, my nephew came over to my house and I looked out in the backyard and before I knew it, they both had, they're both six years old. So they're tiny. Yeah. They both have full size shovels. So they're like twice <laughs> as big as them. They're in the sandbox and they're digging massive trenches and filling it full of water. And they're in their like Sunday clothes <laughs> and, uh, in the sand just and they're loving they're like creating this reservoir in the sandbox and with these big shovels and i looked out there and i was like man those boys like that that's that's freedom like that's beautiful they're living in their like true self in that moment oh my god yeah, they're just, just it just made my soul happy <laughs> it's like even though you're going to be mad about the clothes that are probably destroyed it does it just makes it gives just does your heart good to see a, those little boys being exactly what God designed them to be being free free yeah yeah and now contrast that with um the what what we work with every day Tyler yeah um uh, we work with men who are escaping life uh men who feel like they live in a cage Mm -hmm. um men who feel like there's a giant void in their life that they're trying to fill um men who are just trying to survive and and uh, get get by, and we see the outcomes of that when somebody comes in with addictions and things like that, and their their career and marriage and things are starting to fall apart. Um, uh, you know, Tyler, we we joke about uh, video games, porn, and Mountain Dew, right? But but it's it's really fascinating if we if we were to delve in and, and really analyze yeah. what do those things provide in a fake way for a man yeah how 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 are video games porn and mountain dew actually tied to the masculine heart because we do joke about it i mean i I make fun of it all the time you made fun of me a lot on that video game podcast you know but Um, but but those three things are highly addictive right yeah all three of those things are highly addictive all three of those things are highly addictive and and so why are they highly addictive especially to men in so yeah. many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are they highly addictive? They're highly addictive because they hit on something that's innate within us, inside of us. Inside of us. They yeah. hit on different key elements of things that are going on inside of us as men that sometimes we're so out of touch with by the time we get to be middle-aged men who are starting to lose our hair and, you know, that that we're, we're almost pursuing something subconsciously that we don't even realize is built into us. And the way that we pursue it ends up leading to often a wake of destruction behind us in the form of our jobs and our marriages and our lives and really our own hearts. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, and, and, and you guys, I, I do want to say this caveat. Um, I, I, I drink Mountain Dew, but Mountain Dew is not bad, <laughs> right? Video games are okay. Uh, porn's another discussion, but, but 
the point being is we're not ripping on those things. Um, that's not what, what we're trying to say. What we're trying to say is it is an interesting phenomenon that, um, that so many guys are, are getting trapped in addiction in those, and those kinds of things and those specific types of addictions. And so you look at uh, my nephew and my son or me and Tyler wrestling and kind of throwing <laughs> each other around. What does that have to do with porn, video games, and Mountain Dew? Can and you that, tie those together? Really, masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's break down each one of these. If that's all right with you, one at a time, we'll talk about the, maybe some principles behind it. So let's, uh, let's start with uh, video games. All right. Okay. This is, this is something, if anybody's listening and you've got little boys, there's a pretty good chance that you're constantly trying to figure out how to minimize their time on the screen because they're so drawn to it it's like a fly to the the bug zapper when we were kids <laughs> oh my you know goodness. You, just, you can't keep your kids away from them and um and it's by design the video games are designed to be addictive and that's one reason why it's by design but it's also tied to a principle here that many of those video games they produce and i would say most often it's it's kind of like the counterfeit version of what we're really looking for but they produce a sense of you know, adventure um, and battle. Yeah, war and adventure. War, war battle, purpose. Yeah, know? yeah, war, adventure, and purpose. So it, it, it's it's diluted down into the into this you know form where I get the feeling of that um, without the actual um, struggle. You know, yeah, there's, the there's not work. The, the true struggle is my thumbs get cramped after the third hour. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. and my eyes get tired, and it's not loading fast enough, so I got to go to porn. But we'll get there in a second. Right, but, but before we move on, Tyler, yeah. what you're saying, and and I'm, I just want to say this kind of definitively, is every and and Eldridge, we get this from John Eldridge. Um, every man is it's built within a man to be a, a warrior and to to seek adventure, um, and so you create a video game where you're battling and it's exciting for, for a man. Um, you know, one of my son's favorite games is Zelda. And I, I, I tried to play it with him once and I'm like, I don't quite get it, but, but as I'm watching it, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just adventure. He's on this quest. He's, yeah. You're wandering, you're searching, you're finding things, you're conquering things. You're, you know, and I, I think, most of us as men, by the time we are middle-aged, we've been kicked around a bit and we're a little bit wounded and we, we can kind of disappear into that place in, in the form of video games where we can actually go and feel like we, almost like a second life, a second chance where we can go win at something, where we can be good at something, where we can, you know, conquer something. And, and the drive inside of us is good. It's just that it's being used in a way that doesn't really produce a lot of results other than maybe a self-centered sort of relief or numbness or, or a void that we're trying to feel inside of our own hearts. Yes. Yes. We, we are built for, um, it's, uh, this life is a quest. And, um, you know, if you, if you know anything about the hero's journey, he really breaks this down. And, so it's like, it's why we like watching movies that are about somebody conquering something, going through an adventure and conquering something. Um, we relate to that on, on a soul level, on our deepest levels as a man, we relate to that. And so you package that up really nicely, um, create products that make a man feel that, and it becomes super addictive. Um, yeah. 
it's not I don't think it's I don't think it's coincidence and I also believe it's by design that the average age of the 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 computer console whether that's an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever isn't what most people think it is people think it's the teenage kid that's playing those games which it is but the average owner is actually 34 years old yeah interesting yeah. Really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it speaks to something, Tyler. In, in some ways, for men, one of, one of our biggest problems is life has become too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we make enough money, we have enough food, we have enough shelter. Um, there's not much we need to conquer. Um, and so we're just kind of, and so we're sitting back on our devices, eating our cheeseburgers and thinking, well, what's the point of life? So I need to find a point. So, okay, video games, that makes me feel like there's a point to this because I can conquer something. Um, So that leads to really taking a look at your masculinity and taking a look at yourself and your life and saying, okay, if I'm addicted to those things or I, I keep searching for that, how can I actually truly find that? Not in a fabricated way, right? but in a real way. Right, without feeling shame, but, but it's maybe more of a signal to say, man, where do I need to go find some meaningful purpose in battle? Like I got to go find a place to go pick a fight in my life that's meaningful. Yeah, and, uh, and there's and, plenty of places to, to find that. Yeah, and they, and they can be good things that can still help us to be alive. I think both you and I are living in a world where we feel like we're in that fight every day, and it feels, it feels really good to be there. And, um, and not that everyone has to come do what we do, but everyone can find meaning and purpose without having to check into a different reality. Yeah. Um, so, so that's maybe that, that need for battle, that need to test ourselves is, is the thing that I think video games really gets to, among other things. Let's move on to the next one, Brandon, if that's all right. Let's talk a little bit about Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dr. Pepper is my drink of choice. Oh, me too. I'm, <laughs> I, I was a big time, there was a time in my life to talk about trying to numb myself out when I was drinking 120 ounces a day of Dr. Pepper, and then to mix it up once in a while, it was Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, Mountain Dew is better in the can. Doctors better in the fountain. So. <laughs> and it's sad that we both know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's the thing with Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's done a, an amazing job of um, marketing. And, you know, the, the whole monster revolution and rock stars. Rock star. and, like these energy drink things that, that everyone's getting addicted to. And, um, but Mountain Dew has, has just kind of rode right, right along with that. And, um, and they have so many flavors and blah, blah, blah. But we're not talking specifically about Mountain Dew here, you guys. Um, the, here's the point is uh, the caffeine does something. The caffeine provides a, a, a sense of arousal. Makes you feel alive. Makes you feel alive. And so, it, you know, it's the thing that you need at one o'clock in the afternoon to get yourself through the day so that you feel alive and th- throw sugar in the mix so now you got sugar and caffeine. You get somewhat of a rush where, oh, I feel, I feel good for a moment. It'll pick me up. Yeah. In, in our lives as, as men, we lack healthy arousal. Um, and so because we lack healthy arousal, we, we, we go grab unhealthy arousal. Um, so what I mean by that is if I'm going to my mundane job day in and day out and I'm going home and I don't have much to do other than watch TV and I go to bed and I wake up and I do that again and again and again. Um, 
eventually life gets pretty bland. Yeah. And if I can get a pick me up once in a while from a little bit of caffeine, well, at least I get that. Right. You know, it's like, I remember working at the drug courts. Um, This is going to sound, this is going to basically, I'm I'm like indicting myself of all of these things at the same time right now, Brandon. But when I work at the drug courts, there was a period of time when the highlight of my day was having a cancellation so I could walk across the street and get a fountain drink. (laughs) You know, like think about, think about what I'm saying there though, is that that was the highlight of my day. Like I'm going to go get a little, Hey, hey, you're, you're talking to a lot of people and they're thinking, dang it. That's totally my life. Exactly. What's going on with me. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying this from a knowing place that like, I know that I'm not alone. Like those of you who are listening to this right now and going like, oh, should I turn it off? I, like, just, dang need, it. I just need that. I, I don't want somebody else to hear this. Cause I feel like it's like exposing me. It's like, no, this is the life we find ourselves in. And this, this is not what we were designed for. Right. That I, that I'm going to be in the, I'm in the mundane. So here's what it was, is that I was, I was stuck in this place of living a life that I don't think was from a bad place from duty. Right. You know, I got to be a good man and a good man goes to work and he provides for his family. And then he goes and does everything he has to do to keep his family in order. And then he falls in line and then he does it over the next day and the next day and the next day. And all those things are good. You know, we, we should be, that's part of who we are as men. We want to provide for our families that okay. way. But, but when, when that became the routine and there wasn't something else, the highlight of the day is to go get a little pick me up from some caffeine and to realize that I didn't have to do a single session. Like, well, Tyler, here's like, have you ever had a Red Bull? Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Um, it actually made me sick to my stomach. I'll tell you a story about this. It wasn't a Red Bull, but it was a monster. And we were driving, talk about an adventure where I was driving with a couple of my buddies late at night. We used to go to this place in Idaho, where I used to live late at night, there's a place in the river where you can catch really big fish. And we were driving up there one night and we were, it's about 10 at night and we hadn't even gotten there yet. And we fished till one or two in the morning on the way there. One of the, one of the guys I was with had a, a double sized monster and just joking around. He's like, Hey Tyler, why don't you try this thing? I had never really had many energy drinks before. I was like, okay. And I just pound the whole thing in one sitting on the drive up, you know, cause I'm trying to fit in with my macho friends or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, it made me, it made me sick to my stomach Yeah, because I wasn't ready for it. But, but then it also just kind of put me in in a weird way. It put me in like almost a different dimension. Like I was there, but I wasn't really like present because everything was kind of like, right. You know, I call it the fuzz. There was like a fuzz. Yeah. There's a, there's a fuzz and a buzz. Right. Yeah. But um, Red Bull, the reason I bring that them up is they're, they're brilliant in a way. When, when you think of Red Bull, um, Red Bull gives you wings, but w- w- what their marketing is, like if you watch the X games, the Red Bull's everywhere. It's Red Bull. Yeah. And I'm thinking, do, the, do these get snowboarders? Red the, Bull's got the record for the guy jumping on the highest out of an aircraft, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, this, so, so you look at what they're, what they're pairing themselves with yes they're pairing themselves with actual arousal um with you know i I was just in your office and saw this picture of of tyler jumped out of an airplane went skydiving um and you know you think of of red bull so i we're not saying that you know you should replace your mountain dew drinking with with skydiving that's not what we're saying not necessarily no but what we are saying is if you find yourself compulsively um, trying to find a way, whether it's, it could be, it could be Adderall, it could be alcohol, it could be 
porn. It could be all kinds of things. But if you're trying to find a way to get a pick me up to feel alive, then go find a way to feel alive. Um, whether it's skydiving or playing golf or, um, you know, it could be physical. It could be something career-wise that stimulates you, that makes you feel good. But if you don't have that, you're going to be prone to chugging the Mountain Dew. It's going to be the counterfeit. You're going to, you're going to settle. In essence, you'll be settling for the biblical mess of pottage instead of the royal birthright that you were intended for, which is to be someone who lives a life that's rich and full and vibrant and, and that allows for healthy adrenaline and health, allows for that healthy adventure. And, and too many of us, I think, are just we've almost like slowly cooked ourselves into not realizing that that's what we really need. Like we're, we're better, we're better overall husbands and fathers and employees when we're alive. Yeah. Tyler is a great example of this. I mean, he takes horses up to the wind rivers and goes fishing and um, he hikes mountains with his dog every day. And I mean, he found a dead body once (laughs) hiking a mountain. Um, but, but he's out, he's moving, he's adventurous, he's going. And, and, and Tyler, I would guess that that helps you drink less caffeine. I, <laughs> the only time I now drink caffeine is usually on the 4th of July when you tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't help me too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right. So what you're saying was, is true is that this is something that I've started to learn in my own life is that I, in the morning, like this is going to sound crazy to you, but I've started to become alive even more. So I get up at five 30 in the morning. I, I hike a mile over to a, an icy Creek at five 30 in the morning. And I sit down in it and yeah. I do the Wim, Wim Hof, Hof method. Nice. And then I hike back. And, and if I have time, then I go run my dog or I'll climb a mountain for a minute longer. And you're right. Like, and I'm not saying this to like brag. I'm saying this to say, if I don't do that, I'm not a good therapist. Right. If, if, I'm and, not a good father. And you don't have to Wim Hof, but if you no. don't do something where you feel adventure and arousal, then your work suffers, your parenting suffers, your masculinity suffers. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think when we get into this place and we start going, okay, I got to step into that. It's, it's challenging. I had this experience. It's easier to drink a Mountain Dew. Oh, easier, way easier. Yeah. I had, I was visiting a friend and you'll know who you are if you're listening um, this weekend. And I was telling him about my routine and he said, you really do that? And I said, yeah, I do it, but I won't do it now. Cause I'm staying with you for the weekend. And he woke up early in the morning and he came and woke me up. He's like, he lives right next to a river. Like he lives <laughs> right next to the Teton river. And so he said, Hey, Tyler, wake up. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, we're going Wim Hopping. I'm like, you really want to do this, man? He's like, yep, we're doing it. So we go, we go get in there and we like hike out to the river and nothing but our shorts on. And if you guys don't know what Wim Hof is, then Google it. Yeah, it's basically where you subject yourself to extreme temperatures of cold because it's supposed to teach you and you know certain things and help your body and your immune system and things. But we walk out to the river. There's literally still like caked snow on the ground, nice. and uh, and he's like, "Okay, let's do it." And I'm like, "I'm fine. I've been doing this for like the last several weeks. Like it's no problem." He's like, "Okay." So he strips down. And he steps in. He gets into his ankle. <laughs> he gets into his ankle. He's like, "Uh." I don't think we want to do this. I'm like, well, we're here now. We better do it. So I wait out there and we both go one, two, three, and we sit down. And, um, and for me, after we do that for a while, it's like, I come alive. Oh, right? that, that first minute is panic. The first minute you can't breathe. And you're like, you start, you're like what am I doing? Yes. This is terrible. But then after a while, your body kicks in and it yep. acclimates and you get those like endorphins flowing through your body and you go, 
whoa, I feel alive. Like yeah. this is a better rush than my Mountain Dew. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and then we got done with it and we walked into the house and about two hours later, he was still saying, I can't believe you do that every day. He's like, I'm still cold. Like that, that's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Like Before. I was like, headed. And, and, and the reason I'm pointing that out is because if you start to step into places that are uncomfortable that you haven't lived in, in a while, even though that's what the six-year-old in you wants to do, it's going to feel uncomfortable for a minute, but that's what has to happen to start unlocking the change that are going on. Around but, your but, we've, but we've been domesticated to not do that. Like what you're talking about, Tyler sounds a little crazy. It um, is. It's, that's probably excessive. But, but, but what I'm saying is like, who goes out to a river and jumps in it as a man. And because we're supposed to, to just kind of, you know, just chill, right? Just, just wake to, up, do our hit thing. the snooze button a few times, take a hot shower. Go yeah. To work, so, go so to why would you do something crazy like that? Or, or, or something else crazy, you know? And, and the, the fact of the matter is, is, um, you know, my son out there with a giant shovel, trying to dig a reservoir in my sandbox is crazy. Um, but, but it, it awakens his, his heart. And, um, and so it's important to do that. So, um, okay. The last one, Tyler. Last one. We got porn. Yeah. So porn. So how does porn fit into the mix here? Yeah. So let's think about it. We've got, you know, we've got adventure and purpose and adrenaline battle, feeling alive battle. The last part is, is that we, in our hearts as men, we were built, we were built to cherish and revere and love beauty and, and the women in our lives. And we were built to actually provide our strength to them in a complimentary sort of a way. Right. But we, we visually love beauty. We love beauty. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. so we're, we're drawn to it. And where it becomes a counterfeit is when we sexualize it and then we disappear into a place of call it non-reality where we can feel like we're enough in the pursuit of that beauty and even in sexual ways it elicit all of the chemicals that go with that and does it all for us it helps us feel alive it helps us feel like we're not enough I mean like we are enough for a minute or it feels that void and it's also part of that drive that's saying you know what I I am drawn to beauty. The problem is, is that we haven't been taught how to revere the beauty. So we end up in a place of consuming it rather than protecting it. So uh, this, uh, I got a question for you. So when I first started treating porn addiction years ago, uh, this couple came in and um, she was strikingly beautiful. I mean, she was just a beautiful woman, right? And, and I'm doing the intake, talking to him, and she says, one of our biggest problems is he never wants to have sex with me. Um, he never comes on to me. He, so um, like, what the heck is going on, Tyler? Right. How, so, does that, how does that happen? So anybody who doesn't understand that will go like, yeah, that doesn't make sense because he has pretty much what everybody's going to be pursuing in pornography right in front of him. Yeah. Right. But what, what the difference is, is that he hasn't learned how to interact with the beauty in his life in a way that's respectful and revering and, and connecting and vulnerable. Yeah. So he would rather settle for the counterfeit where he doesn't have to be vulnerable because he's afraid. Yes. He's afraid of rejection. He's afraid of not being enough. He's afraid that he's never going to measure up and he can go and he can pursue it in a non vulnerable way yeah. and get a little bit of a hit like medicine 
while while he's got a wife sitting at home that he could be stepping into a full relationship with. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was trying to tee up for Tyler. Mm-hmm. It's just that is um, it's it's easier to not go through the work of actually connecting to the beauty and and the fact of the matter is is you you do get a, a, a false sense of of connection and a rush from, from acting out with porn and those type of things, but you miss out on something that's so much deeper and so much better in terms of connecting to a, a woman's heart and a woman's soul, um, intimacy and, and true love. And, but, but, but so many men from a young, young age, from, you know, the, the intakes that I do, eight, nine years old, they're starting to look at porn. They're conditioned to feel that sense of masculinity um, and connection to the feminine through taking the easy route. The counterfeit. Right? The counterfeit. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and that counterfeit actually ends up ultimately just not really, all of those things, they, they produce something in the moment, but they don't produce what, what it was intended to be, which is this lasting sense of understanding really truly who, what our identity is yeah right so yes. so so people listen to this right now you're probably thinking to yourself right now either if you're a man listening to this and going like dang like i totally relate to what those guys just said or you're a wife that's listening to this right now and going like oh wow i can see that my husband doesn't have the right kind of adventure or he's not pursuing beauty in the in the proper way it doesn't make us bad because those things are happening in our lives this is this is a call to action this is, this is a call to action to say, wow, if I find myself in these spaces and utilizing these kinds of things in my life, it's, it's, it should be a glaring flag to you right now to say, I got to do something. I got to make some changes in my life to start unlocking the true heart of who I'm supposed to be as a man. So you're saying, Tyler, um, if I'm, if I'm a, a boy who's, who's experienced trauma, found porn at a young age, got myself addicted to Mountain Dew, and video games. Um, and, and, and as, as we've been talking, if, if, if I'm feeling like, man, innately deep down, I know that that's inside of me. Um, what you're saying, Tyler, is if I'm a 35 year old man, 40 year old man, um, and I'm so entrenched in those addictions and those type of things, you're saying that I don't have to continue to live that way. No, I'm saying you owe it to yourself you owe it to the people around you that, that you love to step more fully into who you were actually designed to be. I know you've been wounded. We've all been wounded. Brandon and I are talking about this because we've both been there before, but the truth is, is that we're, we're playing small in our lives. But, but Tyler, is, is it even possible? Like at that point when I've been domesticated for so long, I've been trapped in my addictions. I, I have no idea what my masculinity is. Is it even possible for me to find my heart again, for me to set myself free, to, to unleash who I actually am? Yeah, well, Brandon, I, I think there's probably some guys listening to this right now that probably feel that way. And I would say they're an absolutely resounding, yes, it has to be possible. You know, we, 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 we've slowly allowed ourselves to maybe lose our hearts, but once we start to learn these things, we can do better. And maybe the quest begins by allowing ourselves to step into that and say, you know what, I'm going to have to go figure this out, knowing 
that it's going to be hard. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. But we were designed for, to, for difficult things. Yeah. And so it is, it is definitely possible. I was running a group yesterday with, uh, there's like 15 guys in that group and they're all at different places, but many of them would say, um, that would really relate to the things that we talked about. And they would say that their life is absolutely drastically different and that they're, they have, they have uh, healthy trust and safety in their, in their marriages. Um, they're not acting out <clears throat> and addicted all the time and they're finding peace within themselves. So healing is possible. Uh, reclaiming your masculinity is absolutely possible and finding purpose in your life is, is there for the taking. It's there for the taking. It's, it's just us being able to step through those wounds and step through that pain and to go after it. And, uh, you know, Brandon and I, you, we're, we're both pretty much, this is one of our wheelhouse things that we constantly come back to because we feel, we feel like it's part of our calling as a result of the hell we've been through ourselves to, to try to help men become full, wholehearted, better men. And, um, and as part of that passion, it's kind of cool to, to think about what the opportunities are that we're able to have in being in that calling. Yeah. And, uh, and one of those things is actually something that we're putting together right now. Yeah. So we've done, um, we've done men's retreats in the past, yeah. um, which have been amazing and awesome experiences. So um, we've gone up to Alaska and things like that. But uh, Tyler and I are, are amping up our game and with, with, with some of our, our brothers that we work with and we're, we're putting on a men's experience and it's called the, the rising sun experience. And you can find information about it at risingsunconference.com. So check it out. It will be worth your time. Um, you can come meet me and Tyler in person and get to know us and go down a journey that might it's, really awaken your soul. It's designed what we've Brandon and I've been doing this for a long time. And it's, it's, it's designed really to help with that, to be kind of a catalyst into that space. So if you find yourself in that spot that Brandon and I have both been to, and that we've talked about today, if Mountain Dew and porn and uh, video games, video games are your go-to right now to try to cope with life. Like this, this experience that we're designed to, that we're designing is designed for you to get you into that kickstart. It, yep. it won't be comfortable. It's, but I it'll be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be difficult and it's going to touch places of you that you probably haven't had touched in a long time, but it's going to bring you back to life. It's going to, it's going to set you back into that path of realizing that life can be so much more. And if you're a woman that's listening to this and you have a man in your life that you know is in that space, it's designed for him. So check it out, risingsunconference.com. And uh, we'd love to see, see you guys sign up. So, all right, you guys, if this was helpful, please, uh, please rate and review. And we'll see you next week. 